welcome to Arbitral Insights, a podcast series brought to you by our international arbitration practice lawyers here at Reed Smith. I'm Jose Estigarraga, Global Head of Reed Smith's International Arbitration Practice. As we close out 2021 and look towards 2022, we are pleased to present this mini-series of podcasts that will review key developments over the past year across a number of important geographic regions, industries, and specialisms. And we'll look ahead to consider what the next 12 months might bring. I hope you enjoy the industry commentary, insights, and anecdotes we share with you in the course of this series, wherever in the world you are. If you have any questions about any of the topics discussed, please do contact our speakers. And with that, let's get started. Okay, welcome back to the next episode of Arbitral Insights and the next episode of our 2022 Horizon Scanning miniseries, where we look back on key developments from 2021 and look ahead to what 2022 might bring. I'm JP Duffy. I'm an international arbitration partner based in New York that acts as both counsel and arbitrator in international arbitration seated around the world under a variety of governing laws and arbitral rules. I also head up our Life Sciences Arbitration Practice Group. Let's begin by talking about the developments that I saw in 2021 and that my group saw in 2021. I'll begin with a few things that I think are are pretty interesting. While we don't yet have hard figures from institutions, one of the key developments in 2021 in the life sciences space was a marked uptick in the number of emergency arbitrations that parties brought. It's anecdotal, but I acted as counsel and emergency arbitrator in more emergency arbitrations in 2021 than I did in the past five years combined. So I think that gives you a pretty good indication of the numbers. Now, that's unsurprising for two primary reasons. First, ongoing global supply chain and other pressures caused by the pandemic led to a number of disputes that required immediate interim relief. So, you know, unsurprisingly, you you saw a lot of things happen that required parties to get very, very quick relief, and that led to emergency arbitrations being a quick choice for a lot of parties. Now, second, parties are really beginning to understand the significant benefits that emergency arbitration offers in the cross-border dispute space, and life sciences disputes in particular, which oftentimes require simultaneous relief in multiple jurisdictions. And when that type of relief is required, emergency arbitration typically is the best option for a host of reasons that are mentioned in our most recent newsletter, which focuses on life sciences arbitration. Just to give you a little bit of a preview of that, you know, for example, if you have a life sciences company that needs to stop the distribution of a trade secret in multiple jurisdictions around the globe at once, they have a few options, one of which is hiring multiple sets of counsel to approach multiple national courts to seek relief in each one of those courts, all of which will apply different national laws, different procedural rules, and move at different speeds. Or you can go to one emergency arbitration through one set of counsel, appear before one emergency arbitrator who hopefully has some life sciences expertise, and then get one result that you can seek to enforce around the globe. I think the advantages there are pretty obvious in most cases. Now, the second major development that we observed in 2021 was an increase in the number of manufacturing and distribution disputes that we were seeing around the globe. Again, that's unsurprising given what's been going on in the world since the spring of 2020. Quite a bit is being asked right now of pharmaceutical manufacturers in particular, regardless of whether they have anything to do with vaccines. 
And those types of pressures invariably lead to disagreements. Now, the same is true of distributors across the board. All distribution modalities are facing challenges from the pandemic. And even if parties are not directly involved in vaccine distribution, the bandwidth that those efforts demand puts a lot of strain on the remainder of the system. Accordingly, while those were not the only types of disputes we were seeing, they were two that really stood out. And again, I don't think it's surprising given what's going on in the world. Now, that's what we saw in 2021. So let's talk about what we might see looking ahead in 2022. And if the last two years are any indication, (laughs) the safest prediction I could make is that none can easily be made at all. But there are a few areas that seem likely to be very active in the coming year. First, we fully expect to continue to see increases in the number of manufacturing and distribution disputes around the globe. In no small part, because the factors that led to those disputes in 2021 have not yet abated. And in many ways, they've increased, particularly as global vaccination efforts become more urgent in the face of variants like Omicron. It's worth noting as well, though, that pharmaceuticals are not the only area where those disputes are and will arise. We're also seeing them in diagnostics, delivery systems, and PPE. Again, not altogether surprising with what's going on in the world. Second, I think we will see more emergency arbitrations, and that trend will only accelerate as years go on because the pressure that led to them still exists. And the positive experience the parties have had with those proceedings is only causing them to snowball. So again, I would recommend our newsletter to you for some background on this. But emergency arbitration is, you know, it's it's an area that's burgeoning and it's an area that people do not have a ton of experience with. But it is something that as parties get experience with it, they really start to like it. And I think that's part of what's going to drive future growth in 2022. Now, third we are going to see an increase, in my view, in the number of cross-border M&A and licensing disputes. Cross-border acquisitions are increasing again as parties race to acquire companies and technology that can propel them to the next level, and parties are much less willing to wait to bring formal disputes, in my experience, in this environment when there's a commercial reason to do so. So while in the past, and certainly I think in 2021, you might have seen parties hold off on bringing disputes because they were concerned about you know, whether there'd be value to doing that or whether it made sense to do in the middle of the pandemic. I think parties have really gotten over that now and they are starting to bring these disputes much quicker than they might have before, as I say, when there's a commercial justification. They're not bringing disputes just to bring them, but if they see a real commercial value to doing so, they are doing so. Fourth, I'm personally seeing a real increase in the number of expert determination clauses that are appearing in collaboration agreements, and that will invariably lead to an increase in the number of expert determination disputes, some of which I'm starting to see trickle up now. For those that are not familiar, expert determinations are a process akin to but distinct from arbitration, whereby disputed factual questions are referred to an independent third-party neutral to resolve, who is oftentimes not a lawyer. So let me give you an example of what I mean by that. It's not uncommon in some licenses to see that royalty disputes will be referred to an accounting firm to review and resolve without the need for a full-blown arbitration. And when I say licenses, I mean pharmaceutical licenses predominantly in that case. Now, I draft several arbitration clauses a month for a variety of collaboration agreements. 
And what's new and interesting to me is that I am now increasingly seeing parties introduce expert determination clauses for things like safety issues, marketing issues, and FDA regulatory issues. Now, it's not uncommon for those clauses to reveal that the parties did not really understand the function that expert determination serves when they tried to include them. And you can query whether expert determinations are always a good idea for those types of issues, but it seems to be a trend. And for anyone interested in the topic, I would definitely recommend, again, an article in our newsletter, latest newsletter, about the potential value that dispute boards can offer in that regard. It's a really interesting look about how you might use disputes boards for things that expert determinations might otherwise be used for, but in a really meaningful way. So have a look at that, see what it does for you. Now, lastly, I think you are going to see an increased focus from arbitral institutions on the life sciences sector. Now, this is a trend that really started to develop before 2020, but you're now seeing it really take hold with things like the AAA ICDR Life Sciences Arbitrator Panel, of which I'm fortunate enough to be a member. And you will continue to see institutions zero in on that in 2022 because the pandemic has made them all realize how significant that sector really is. Now, just so that I'm clear about what I mean by that, I mean arbitral institutions, um, all, the different, all the different acronyms that many of you will be familiar with, creating either specialized panels of arbitrators to deal with life sciences disputes or otherwise creating materials that really are tailored to the life sciences space. And I think that's a really positive development that's going to increase in 2022 and, and beyond. I think the focus is really there now, and I think you're only going to continue to see it grow. So that concludes our discussion of key developments from 2021 and what 2022 might bring in the life sciences arbitration space. I want to thank you for listening, and I want to personally extend my sincere best wishes to you and those important to you during this holiday season and for the new year. You should feel free to reach out to me with any questions you might have, and we look forward to having you tune in for future episodes in the Arbitral Insight podcast series. Arbitral Insights is a Reed Smith production. Our producer is Allie McArdle. For more information about Reed Smith's global international arbitration practice, email Joseas de Garaga at jia at reedsmith.com. You can find our podcasts on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, ReadSmith.com, and our social media accounts at ReadSmithLLP on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. This podcast is provided for educational purposes. It does not constitute legal advice and is not intended to establish an attorney-client relationship, nor is it intended to suggest or establish standards of care applicable to particular lawyers in any given situation. Prior results do not guarantee a similar outcome. Any views, opinions, or comments made by any external guest speaker are not to be attributed to Reed Smith LLP or its individual lawyers. All rights reserved.